With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football fans, fans of football, balls of the fans of the foots of the balls. I am sure we all loved an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, by the way. Did you know that? Did you know that? You'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and the farther you can run with the legs. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Even in the middle of the night. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Are going live. It's Saturday Night Live. Featuring. I'm Brandon Perna here with Will Keys. And not only is it not Saturday Night Live, we're a day late with the podcast. But it's all right because we're here now. We're here now. We're here. Talk about Broncos, Lions. The reason we're a day late is Will was at the game and he got way too drunk. Uh, he was just yep. inconsolable after the game. <laughs> really just it was ran ugly. on the field briefly, ran on the field. Ran um, on the field, got arrested. It was not, it was not pretty, but you Man, know what I, was pretty? Our performance. Yeah. And by our performance, Will and I willing the Broncos to a victory against the Lions. We're very important pieces of that Broncos 38-10 dominant win. So we're going to talk about what Will's experience was like at the game. Because I'm actually genuinely curious. Will and I have not talked since he went to the game. We hung out the day before. Today's episode, of course, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You just got to use code DNBR when you sign up with DraftKings and my coffee company, BenchWarmerBrew.com. Selling really, really sweet beans 
And I think yesterday was the last day to get them in time for Christmas, but you should get buy for some for, your, for yourself for the day after Christmas and for New Year's. Yeah. You know what? That I think that'd be good. Um, if you're hungover the day after Christmas or New Year's, you'll have bench warmer right on your doorstep. Problem yeah. solved. Yes. Okay. So I just dropped the or uploaded i just upped the broncos recap video to that's good sports so i got into the the recap there obviously the big story wasn't really the broncos versus the lions it was demarius thomas yeah and i kind of said this on on the show with grassi this morning i reiterated it in the video but i thought the broncos just did like a really good job of making sure they had their shit together to honor DT. And I said, that's like something you shouldn't take for granted as a franchise, because there's plenty of franchises that will get that wrong. <laughs> the Washington football team is who I thought of. Tom <laughs> thought of them first, but I, I was just like, I was proud of the way that they went about doing it. The memorial they put up the symbolic play, the decals, the team getting the picks and putting them on DT's decal. Like it was all really cool. Mm -hmm. So what was the atmosphere like being there, Will? Yeah. So I went early obviously and, and walked around for a little bit and just a ton of like, you underestimate how many people had 88 jerseys lying around and ready. Yeah. Um, a ton of those, a ton of those. And I had to, because I, I made a, a joke in the the episode uh, about the the eighty eight number, and I like I had to look mm -hmm. up who wore it before DT, because I wanted to reference like the wrong player, and it was Tony Scheffler before him, and yeah, Jeb Putzier. I was like, man, <laughs> white guys. You had to go back to like Clarence K. I think was like the first guy that I remembered as being like. I don't know, notable at, at wearing that number. So like, uh, not Desmond Clark. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, so was it like a DT is 88. Like he, yeah, he, he is, is so the definitive 88. And you, so you're saying everybody, everybody was rocking 88. So yeah, a ton of, a ton so of 88 people. jerseys. Um, you, you get to the front of the stadium and they have the kind of like the, the shrine that they put up, um, right with the 88, and a ton of people crowded around that and taking pictures and, and videos and just kind of congregating around there. And, you know, you, you just like kind of feel this sort of energy and, and you, you know, kind of the, the importance of a game like that and, and what it means to everybody. Um, but then you get into the stadium and uh, you sit down and you kind of wait and, it's this whole thing because everybody was there early. Like usually the stands are filling out right around kickoff, but uh, so yeah. many people were already in their seats 15, 20 minutes before the game kicks off because you got this tribute coming and the tribute. Um, I don't want to, the early tribute before the game was not like, I don't want to say underwhelming because it was powerful. It was just kind of short. Um, but the real like thing, video that, thing was it a, like yeah, a video it, thing? 
it was a video on the jumbotron kind of like a just a, a highlight and then some words from dave logan who's the radio play-by-play right. guy um and then the real you know so that happens and it was sad you know obviously um then everybody starts chanting dt 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 and that you know that kind of got me yeah um, but <clears throat> i was not ready for the first play of the game and to kind of um to you know you're waiting for them to snap the ball you're kind of anticipating it and then um to see what was going on that like that really hit me right there and um because during the play like while the play clock was winding down they put they flashed his number 88 on the jumbo tron right so you're like, oh this was orchestrated and then they you could see sutton come in from the sideline and a couple wide receivers go off um and I didn't realize what was going on at first. And then I, you know, when you figure out it's a tribute, yeah. <laughs> like that was to me, that was uh, more a lot, you know, that stuck with me more than the tribute video or the moment of silence or anything that really got me. And then, you know, just to see, cause I don't know everything NFL teams use everything to their advantage. Um, right. They can get it. <laughs> And for, you know, the one in 10 Lions to be in on it and say, we're going to decline the delay of game. Right. And we're going to let you guys have this one. Like, it's obviously the right thing to do, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it was powerful. And uh, yeah, it's cool. It was, it was a really cool moment. And they had another little tribute around the two minute warning. And to know at that point that like the game was obviously won, um, right? It felt good. It felt really yeah, good. Bet. And then you know Simmons diving interception too on the twelve yard line, which is right where they placed the eighty eight. Um, that I don't know. Like I, <laughs> there's nothing cooler than that play right there. Yeah, it, um, like it was such a yeah, good play too. An incredible like play. A weird, Probably fluky, the best of his career. It, it was just, yeah, he read it. He jumped the route, makes a great play. The, the whole defense goes over to 88. It was awesome to see. The opening thing was with Cortland Sutton, I sort of missed because I was, like, starting the live stream, and you kind of mm-hmm. can't hear what's going on. And then I watched the replay uh, on Game Pass, and it was, you know, like I'm always looking for the, the lighter side of – you know, wh- whatever it is. Yeah. And the, yeah. the announcers were like explaining what was going to happen. And I put it in the recap today, but like and Cortland Sutton's going to go over to the number 88 and then he's going to run on the field. He's going to go to the 88. So Sutton will be over on the number 88 and then Sutton never goes over to the number 88. So I was like, did somebody forget to tell Sutton to go to 88 or did somebody give like the announcers the wrong info there? Um, but like yeah, other than that, when I was rewatching, What's that? They probably clued the announcers in beforehand on what was supposed to happen. And yeah, then, and yeah. well, like somebody thought that was going to happen. It was just funny mm-hmm. because they kept saying he was going to go over to eighty-eight, and he just never does. And like the camera <laughs> sitting on him. But uh, I had to figure out what kind of happened after the game because I didn't really catch it during the live stream either. Uh, but when once the game started, 
the other cool thing is it felt like basically the most complete game the Broncos played all season. So thank yeah. you, Daniel Morales, for the super chat. Uh, so happy you, we got the win for DT and his family. Let's go to the playoffs. And that's so I titled this episode what the, the win meant for the Broncos. Well, for Broncos fans, for former Broncos Hello. players, for the current players, for oh. it. Busy. Oh, we got a guest. We got a guest. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> um, Only one more week of living with my parents. Then you're back out on your own. Uh, it meant, I think, everything to, to see the team play so well, you know, after that happened. But also the NFL so screwed up. The Broncos are right back in the playoff race. Um there's a bunch of seven and six uh, teams in the AFC. The Colts, the Bills, they're in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. And you got the Bengals, who the Broncos play this week. And, oh, shit, who, who else? The Bengals and the Browns. And the Browns. So it was a good tribute, but it's also a really important game for the Broncos if we want to keep talking about them as a possible playoff team. And... What I want to get your thoughts on, Will, and we've talked a lot about it before, but like the play, the 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 blueprints there, and they did it perfectly. They get over thirty carries, to they got almost forty carries to Javante and Melvin Gordon, and they stopped running the ball on two series. It was a three and out, and then a five and out, and that's mm-hmm. when Detroit got back in the game. And I just don't think. You can abandon the run at any time if you're the Broncos. They're best at running the football. Their offensive line is best at blocking for the run. And Williams and Gordon as a duo are very good, and I like both of them in the game, and I thought the run game was a little more effective with Melvin Gordon back as opposed to you know last week when the, the, the Chiefs game. But like, are you confident if they – let's say they, they keep running well – because what we have not seen from the Broncos is a good loss. They've either won really effectively against bad teams, or they've gotten basically blown out in all of, all of their loss. losses this season. Interesting. In any of the games where the score doesn't look like it, they they scored garbage time. Like all the losses have been really bad, and all the wins have been <laughs> fairly dominant. But I think now they have the recipe, which is run the fucking ball. Where the next time they play a good team, which is going to be this weekend against the Bengals, if it's close, I think they can pull it out. And if they don't win, I want to feel good about the game. Because yeah. even if they don't win, <laughs> they can still drop a game and get in the playoffs. They could still maybe drop two games and get in the playoffs. I would, That's how crazy I would not drop that game against the Bengals um, no. when you have the Chargers and the Chiefs <laughs> left on the schedule. Although who knows no. what that Chiefs game is going to look like um, at the end of the year. They could have the number one seed wrapped up, although I kind of doubt it. Um, no, it, it is a little frustrating because, you know, you see, especially in person, like you just get to see all those talented guys at wide receiver. And they actually, um, you know, they dropped a couple of easy passes early in the game, which yeah, is frustrating. Tim Patrick dropped a pass for the first time in his life, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> 
And um, it was a drive killer too. It was it was going to be a first down, and it was one of the drives that stalled. Yeah, I think the first play after the delay game was a bizarrely a weird tone setter, which was we're going to throw the ball to Deontay Spencer. Cortland Sutton's had like three catches in the last four games, and they started off by throwing to Deontay Spencer, who who couldn't pull the ball in. But you kind of just for the rest of the season, like you kind of have to accept, like we're not going to become, you know, the 2013 Broncos. No, it's it's over at this point. Like we know our strength. Yeah, uh, and it's going to be these two running backs, and we're going to give them. Uh, at least 30 combined carries a game. If you can get them to 39, then you're winning for sure. Um, and there's like, there's definitely a recipe to win uh, that way. And you kind of just like have to tell the wide receivers to you know check your ego at the door for the rest of the season. We'll get you a quarterback who's going to throw da- throw down the field in 2022. But uh, for now, those kinds of balls are going to be few and far between. Um, yeah. And then and Teddy, he- go ahead. I was just say, but it, like the Broncos offense is kind of weird where the only way they can get passes down the field is if it comes after they've had like six effective rushes and like yeah. no fan had that 32 yard pass uh, or that 32 yard gain, which was maybe the only deep ball in the game <laughs> essentially. Yeah. But you know, there's so many ball, ca- like you don't know who's going to get it, but one or two guys are going to get a big opportunity, but it's only going to come after the Broncos run first. It's yeah, so clear. And on the last drive of the the eighty eight yard drive at the end of the game, um, Bridgewater hit Sutton or no, not Sutton, Jerry Judy in the middle of the field and hit him in stride, which is very rare because it feels like most of Bridgewater's passes are like submarine balls leading them into the dirt. Um, but hit Judy, and you got to see like how good Judy is after the catch. Yeah, especially in open field, and you're like, God, like such a great play. But they should be doing this three or four times a game, at least. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think like they were throwing the ball more at the end of the game with a lead, which is bizarre. <laughs> Because yeah, most teams was. are trying to run the. I was like, maybe they're just trying to give the running backs a, a rest at this point. Yeah, it's like <laughs> well, it's like we can't get these guys hurt. Mike Boone's not in the game. There's yeah. a point where uh, not Javante Melvin Gordon went out. Um, it's like a hand injury. Yeah, he and I didn't know who. Dumb. Yeah, I guess he had. At that point, it's going to be like Javante Williams and Demarie Crockett, and you kind of get an idea of like when these two guys are are both healthy. What they can both do is is pretty incredible because you have Javante to wear out the defense, and then Melvin's going to be the um, you know hit a cutback and, and pick up fifteen kind of guy. Yeah, he's he's got incredible vision for a running back, and I I don't yeah. think he gets enough credit. No. I think we talked about that a little bit last week. Fred well, Zilla, was, was I appreciate sad. the yeah. chat. Thank you, Fred Zilla. You're the king. Thank you, Fred Zilla. Um, it was sad though that Melvin Gordon, you know, his press conference, I think it was Friday. Yeah. Um, said he'd love to be back, but didn't feel particularly wanted, which I think um I think that's true. Like I wouldn't I don't blame him for feeling like that because I, I think a lot of people act like that and they don't quite see 
the value that he's he's brought over the last couple of years leads the team in, in touchdowns over the last two years by a lot um, has nine touchdowns this year uh, yeah. on pace for a thousand scrimmage yards. Like both these guys are going to be over a thousand scrimmage yards, which is uh, incredible. Like it, it's the whole thing. Like I think um, people who loved Philip Lindsay kind of hold a grudge against Melvin Gordon for some reason. Because he got kind of the lion shares, lion share of the um, carries last year, and then people who wanted you know Javante Williams to be, you know the the lead running back and really the only running back from the moment he got drafted are are pissed off too. Um, but like the best case scenario is not you know Javante Williams thirty nine carries, it's Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both getting over fifteen yeah. carries. Yeah, that's exactly what I said in the the recap video. Like, as long as the total's over thirty, yeah, that's what you need to strive for because literally they have not lost when the Broncos have had over thirty rushes this season. Uh, the Chiefs game there was twenty seven rushes, you know, a handful from Mike Boone, and I think Mike Boone's a decent running back, and I think if he had more, right. if I think if they had the total over thirty, uh, they could have won that game. And it's easy to use that metric for that game because it was that third and two that they didn't run the ball. They threw it, but it's, it, you're, you're spot on. It's, it doesn't matter if which back is getting more carries in the game. I think it's finding the balance or maybe, you know, who's having uh, more success in certain situ situations. And maybe that's Gordon one week. Maybe it's Williams one week. They're both really good. And you're, better when they're both fresh throughout the game and they do different things well and it makes it taxing on a defense and yeah. i think they're learning that slowly but also i had tim jenkins on during the live stream and he was talking about like teddy checking down to the run a lot or killing the play at the line of scrimmage so i'm sure a big reason the broncos are running as much as they are might be because of Teddy Bridgewater, not necessarily because Pat Shermer's dialing up more runs, but because Teddy's like, no, I don't like this look to pass. Let's run here. And uh, if he wants to check down to the run instead of checking down to the check downs and throwing, I think that's the, the formula for success yeah, for him and his offense. That's um, one of the big assets that he brings, I think. You can complain about Teddy, but like he's perfect for when you know when the run game is going well. He's kind of the perfect quarterback to have because he's not going. He's just not going to screw it up, too, and he's going <laughs> to yeah. complete seventy percent of his passes, and the clock's going to keep running. Um, no, it's like okay. Obviously, if there's two high safeties, um, and you know, like the they're playing deep cover two, or there's not a bunch of guys in the box. Um, yeah, as a quarterback, just check into a run. But a lot of check quarterbacks don't want to do that. You know, quarterbacks have egos too, and they, um, you know, they want to feed the wide receivers. But no, it's that's perfect. Like if you have the right look, just run every time, and who cares? You know, you can throw twenty five passes and run the ball forty times, and at the yeah. end of the day, you won by twenty eight points. So that's yeah. the formula. Yeah. <laughs> One by 28, uh, the original Dizzy D, can we Joe Flacco our way to a Super Bowl <laughs> run? Well, I mean, I don't know. 
because uh, Teddy would have to get really, really hot. <laughs> yeah, because Joe Flacco was amazing during the the Ravens playoff run. There, uh, that kind of gets forgotten. But the, here's the problem. Like, I think I can tr- I can convince myself into believing the Broncos can win a playoff game with this style of football. Yeah. The issue is when that doesn't like when the run game doesn't work and it's going to happen. There's mm-hmm. we like the teams who do it really well, uh like the Eagles, you saw what happens when that starts to break down for them. The 49ers got to the Super Bowl on a crazy power run scheme. Um Right now, the 49ers are kind of figuring out the passing game quite effectively, actually, with Kittle getting healthy and Debo Samuel is going to come back and they could be dangerous. But, like, it's going to fail, whether that's the defense shutting it down or just you're just not having a day. And you're like, I don't trust Teddy to carry the team if they need the points. I think the defense is good, but against a very good offense, like, I can see a couple quick touchdowns happening. So, and that's what happens in the playoffs. You're getting usually the best of the best. And I don't know how sustainable it is through the course of several playoff games, but I'm confident they could sneak in and they could upset somebody like the right matchup there for the Broncos. They could, I do too. They could upset. I I totally agree with you. Um, Honestly, I'd want to play the Patriots in the, in the, in the playoffs. Interesting. What, like, I think they could run the ball against him uh, just because I think the Broncos do it by being more physical up front. And I don't think I'm scared of Mac Jones going against our defense. And I think that would be a huge upset and I'm predicting it officially. I like it. I think um, I could see the matchup happening. I I think the matchup could, could happen. The chiefs look like, um, they're about to cruise to the one seed, and, and I don't know. Maybe the the Patriots yeah. play the Bills again. So I could. I don't want to play the Patriots. I mean, I don't want to play the Chiefs. I don't want to play the Chargers in the playoffs. You don't want to play the like, Chargers in the playoffs? No, I feel like by that time, why not? Uh, Brandon Staley will just have a better game plan for it, and they'll execute. Um, I would take the Chargers. I would take the Chargers. I would take. That's the thing is you would take most teams. Like I wouldn't take the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I wouldn't take the Chiefs. I would prefer to play the Titans or the Chief or the Chargers. Yeah, I'd take the Titans. Colts would be tough, but maybe beatable. Uh, we'll find out. I mean, the Bengals are going to be a good test for the Broncos. <laughs> like. Uh, they almost they almost beat San Francisco. They they're they're similar like they're similar in that their team is really good when Joe Mixon's running the ball effectively and when he's not, they're very pedestrian. Which is weird because Joe Burrow is a much better passer than Teddy Bridgewater. So there's like this big play opportunity in their passing game, and I think <laughs> Jamar Chase. One of his touchdowns didn't count, but if it did, he would have had like three incredibly impressive touchdown grabs yeah. in that game. So that we're gonna one, get a good look. That one in the back of the end zone was crazy. Yeah, it looked like he did. He run out of bounds and then reestablish himself and then get in. You, uh, you can't reestablish yourself on offense. Uh, 
Well, then yeah. he was close to he, he tied he was, was right there. Yeah, that was uh, I've never seen a play like that before. Um, yeah. But Patrick Sertan v Jamar Chase is going to be something oh, to watch be right there. That'll be that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward uh, to Quinn, it. Once Quinn Miners becomes a premier pass blocker, I totally agree. He could be. He's going to be like the. Uh, I feel like he's going to be the poor man's uh, Quentin Nelson. Basically. I just want to, you know, like if you're ever like at a crowded bar or something or really anything like an airport, for example, I just want to hop on Quinn Miner's back and <laughs> have him carry get, you around get through a huge crowd. Yeah. Yes. He'd be perfect for that. I want to hop on the back of DraftKings Sportsbook. And I want it to carry me all the way to a fat bank account. Football fans, I'm sure you all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. Oh, I do. And I'm confident in saying that as a Broncos fan now. But the latest no-brainer from DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, uh, you can bet on any team to score a single point. And new customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's pretty simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers also can get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets for a bigger payout from the same game. Game. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe. It's secure. It's reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR when you sign up. $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. Again, don't bet on the Texans or the Jaguars for that bet. That is my advice. Because if they score, you score with promo code DNBR this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NFL. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Um, okay. Defense. We didn't talk too much about the defense, but yes. damn, they were good. And I must preface all this. The Lions, not just a bad team, a very injured and sick team yeah. on there Sunday. Was, they were talking about having to postpone the game at one point. Yeah, they only had like they could only have like 48 or 49 guys out there instead of 53. Like that's how yeah. down they were. They pulled seven guys off the practice squad. I mean, they're Craig Reynolds, a guy named Craig Reynolds wearing number 46 had 83 rushing yards. against Yeah. The Ripped off a 35 yarder. Um, yeah. Lions it, they fans, were down bad. Lions fans were high on Craig Reynolds though. They're like, he was a stud in the preseason. Okay. So they were kind of excited to see him, you know, get some carries. Well, and, he, he, uh, he actually played pretty well. He did. Him and Khalif Raymond uh, were yeah. about the only guys that showed up for Detroit. Yeah. Khalif's been kind of solid for Detroit, like, all season. Yeah. It's like three catches every game for Khalif Raymond. Uh, I kind of wish we had Khalif Raymond as our punt returner. And who would you if take, you want to uh, start the game off with, with a pass to Khalif Raymond, I feel better about that than yes, Deontay Spencer. Um, Godpeed. Uh Cleef Raymond slash Isaiah McKenzie. Who would yep. you rather have the mulligan on? Ooh. Man. I'm going to... Mm, 
I'm going to say Isaiah McKenzie. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I was thinking about it for that long was I think it was just two weeks ago. He had a punt muff punt issue with Buffalo. Ah. Um, and that was, you know, that was the reason he got, you know, let go by the Broncos. He kept dropping punts. Um, sometimes like you just, you got to give a guy a chance, especially when you draft him. Yeah. You got to let someone fuck up as a rookie. Yeah. You know, let him figure it out. Khalif though is just like the guy that the Broncos recognized the talent, mm-hmm. and Out then Holy Ross, which is not a big school. No, and he's like a guy that probably not going to give you a ton of big plays as say your punt returner. I don't even know if he does that for for the the Lions, but I know he was doing it a little bit when he was here. He's just not going to make mistakes, and now the Lions use him every week as. Like their number two receiver half the time. Yeah, yeah he was actually a pretty clutch receiver for the Titans. Uh, yeah, he had a couple good playoffs. seasons there. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a dude. He's a dude. Oh well, I mean, offensively, you kind of miss that KJ Hamler role right now. Um, yeah. I think he would KJ Hamler would be making things a lot more interesting. Um, but it is also apparent that they need a new. Sorry. Dude. Yeah, they need a new special teams coach. New yeah, maybe special teams coach first, and then if Deontay Spencer can't figure it out, maybe. I mean, but him. do you even need a punt returner? Grossi brought up the fact that the the punt return in the Bears Packers game that was the first punt return of the season for a touchdown. What? Yeah. That sounds. Impossible. I think there have been. Kick returns. Grassi said it was the first punt return of the season for a TD. All right, we'll get the research department on that. If I'm wrong, I blame Tom Grassi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. If um, anybody can, can't be right. But that I was mean, a great I mean, punt return too. Yeah, it was like 97 or 98 yards. Yeah. Let me look. NFL course. 2021 punt. We're talking about Jakeem Grant, by the way. Yeah, Jakeem Grant. Very fast. Let's see here. Punt returns. Uh, where's touchdown? Oh my god. And dude, the NFL stat page sometimes is so infuriating. Very bad. Is this punt return for touch? Yeah. Jakeem Grant is the only one with a touchdown on a punt return. There's probably been like seven called back due to holding though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm shocked that they didn't get like a block in the back or holding on that uh, punt return. Oh, yeah. We we would take Trendon Holiday back in a second. Trendon was the man. Dude, so explosive. Also had the fumblies, but. um... They have a little bit of the fumblies. Um, I think we're forgetting, some, we're forgetting someone, and his name is Jim Leonard. Jim Leonard. The greatest punt returner uh, in franchise history. Eddie I always Royal. felt good. Eddie Royal. I always felt good when Emmanuel Sanders was back there, like, and it was usually because somebody else had already fumbled in the game. Yeah. <laughs> so like, Sanders get back and do it. Um, I'm trying to think here. Who... I was just watching a game and 
an older game and a player had a punt return. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot what that feels like, but I can't remember uh, who it was. was Solid like kind of under, underrated. Oh, Glenn Martinez. No, no. Darian Gordon. No, I can't remember. I can't remember. Recent game. No, it was like somebody had a short stretch and they're decent. Uh, okay. Omar Delta O'Neill was good though too. Yeah. Well, you can see what happens to the Broncos when the special teams merely does nothing and does not turn the ball over or give up a big return. Yeah. And you saw the Packers almost lose a game because of their special teams. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You had to score a crazy amount of points just so they didn't lose the game to the Bears. It was yeah. It's funny how a a, a really good quarterback um, uh, puts makeup on some of the warts. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, can't wait till Russell Wilson's doing that for the Broncos. <laughs> what do you? We were talking about this at the game. Um, how many first rounders would you give up? My dick. Okay, we'll throw that in the package. We'll throw the package in the package. Uh, how many for like? I would try to just give up two if I could. Yeah. You, you think it's gonna take three, but um, it depends on how bad Russ really wants out, and the uh, what Russ has to be thinking is like. Uh, I'm going to go to a, another team who's going to give up draft picks to get me. <laughs> like, the, But the current problem is my fucking team doesn't have any draft picks. Yeah, exactly. I think Seattle has to be ecstatic to get two draft picks and kind of neutralize the, the Jamal Adams damage. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you could just give up three first rounders and keep like your seconds and thirds, I'd be okay with it. Okay. Because that's where you get so well, much – you get so many good players in the second and third rounds of drafts. The Broncos have a young core, so they're not as needy in terms of, you know, the draft. But, like, every year it changes. Like, guys get hurt. Guys you thought were good aren't good anymore. It's – you always need the draft picks. It's hard. Oh, Rod yeah, Smith and punt returner. Rod Smith was pretty good. There you go, Rusty. Very reliable indeed. He did have that one play in the Super Bowl where he didn't signal fair catch all the way, oh. according to the officials. I don't remember that. That was the wow. first. Um, I think I would give up two firsts, second, and a third. Because yeah, I could two do that. Two thirds this year. Yeah, I could do that. I don't want to. Everybody's like uh, throwing Fant or Judy. Like, no, that's what. That's why we're getting Russell Wilson to like get some use out of those guys. Why would you? Um, you know, I, I don't understand that. It'd be like um, the Saints trading Michael Thomas and picks for Russell Wilson. Like, <laughs> you want them to have someone to throw to, right? Like, obviously, if you're yeah. getting an elite quarterback. That's why, you know, you got um, a full complement of receiving talent for him to throw. Yeah, to. You, 
Yeah, you keep those. I mean, you've got to assume. Yeah, it's like you're getting the quarterback to go all in and try to win a Super Bowl now. Why would you give up any good players? You're mortgaging the future, not the present. Don't mortgage both People toss Bradley Bradley Chubb's name around. I'd give him up if that's what it takes. Yeah, I probably would too. <laughs> and it's it's not even a knock on Chubb. It's just that they've played so many games without him. <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, okay, we'll just focus on drafting, you know, an edge guy. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you, you, know, you try to acquire John one via free agency or really Von Miller comes back. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching the the Rams Cardinals game tonight, and it was nice to see Von Miller getting some some love for doing like one of the unheralded sort of plays, where he mm. basically just contained Kyler Murray. And they pointed out how it was like a savvy <laughs> play by Von Miller, not letting Kyler Murray get outside to do what he wanted. I was like, that's what people don't appreciate about Von's game. You know, you're looking yeah. for sacks, you're looking for the QB pressures, but it kind of depends on how he's being utilized, but. Yeah, and I felt like if, if they had Vaughn in that Eagles game, I think had he been playing and been able to set the edge a little bit, I don't mm. not to quote Mark Wahlberg, it wouldn't have gone down like that. Wouldn't have gone down like that. Things would have been but different. yeah, I'd give up Chubb if it required you know a player. But you want to yeah, keep yeah, what you got. Um, yeah. Patrick Sertan is a no no. Chubb, I'd do it. Yeah, I'd definitely not give up Sertan. No. Fucking the way Micah Parsons is playing too, it's it's so funny how it's just like the Broncos and Cowboys draft picks. There's so many of them that are like tied together in my opinions. Yeah, Paxton and that one Lynch is just like you're Dak gonna win Prescott. with either guy. What's that? Yeah, the Paxton Lynch and Dak Prescott kind of comes to mind. Yeah, and then also Demarius like Thomas and Des want. Bryant. Yeah, that's that's true. It's just, they're not tied together, but there's just like the comparison because both teams were interested in like said players or whatever. So it's just funny. Like both of those defensive players look like studs. Um, you know, the Broncos hopefully get Josie Jewell back and Alexander Johnson next season. But, you know, yeah, that's but you have to find those guys too. Yeah. And their run defense hasn't been bad with Kenny Young and Baron Browning. So I don't, I no, don't think you but end up bringing both of them back. The 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 big play by uh, Craig Reynolds was a, is Kenny Young missed the, the tackle there. Ooh, okay. Yeah. okay. And I like Kenny Young, but, you know, but then you so, – okay, so you've got all these, you know, these guys on defense that play well, but it's like I think a big part of the reason defense has been able to figure it out through injuries and different things is because of Vic, Vic Fangio. Fangio. So yeah. if you're going to – I I think the play is to keep Fangio and, like, if you get a really good quarterback. Yes. I'm, I'm fine keeping Fangio and just getting a new offensive coordinator, special teams coach. Um, I think I'm with you. But it's got – you have to know it's a really good OC. And, like, I don't know. I don't know who the, that guy yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, you can't, it's hard to trust Vic to make that call. Yeah, I don't think Vic can make that call, and I, I think, think George Payton yeah. has to hold people accountable when they're not performing, whether that's coaching. Like, I feel like next year he has to be more of the guy. It's like, oh, 
the special teams keeps messing up, that's not Vic's call anymore. That's my call. We're finding a new guy for that. Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, he's just observing it, and learning right now. Isn't it feasible at this point, Joe Brady said he wants to stay in the NFL. Mm. You could have a Fangio, Brady, Donatel trio of coordinators. Plus, I don't, you know, whoever has special teams, literally Benji anybody Doe, else. Donatel, Brady. Uh, I need I like an it. Italian sounding guy. We we had it with Scangarello, Donatel, Scangarello, Fangio, the Ninja Turtles. Um, Roman, Greg Roman. That's pretty Italian. Yeah, Greg Roman <laughs> would be great. Uh, uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Shanahan, Shanahanio. Shanahanioli. Shanahanioli. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, I mean, we're getting kind of in the, the woods here. <laughs> also, everything comes down to the Broncos winning this weekend. And I think they Gotta have a chance to run the ball down the Bengals' throats. I do too. You'll limit Joe Burrow's uh, deep playability. Bengals' offensive line, not the best. But the, the one thing the Bengals have been doing has been getting sacks. I think they have like eight or nine sacks in the last two games. Trey Hendrickson what, might not play, though. Ooh, dang. Yeah. It's a, but if you're running the ball. Big loss. If you run the ball, pass rushes are irrelevant. Damn straight. Damn, Damn straight. straight. All right. Thank you guys for joining us in the late podcast. We appreciate it. Love the predictions and all the other bullshit we do up this week. Will, I'm glad you got to go to the game. Thank you. I think uh, I don't think there's going to be a better game for the Broncos this season. <laughs> I don't think so. Most important game you could have picked going to. You know, you circle Broncos lines. Yeah. You're really just doing it because you're like, ah, I think the Broncos can win that game. <laughs> Let's try to go to that one. But uh, yeah, because I got there, I got into town on Wednesday. And the you know the DT news was Thursday night. Obviously, could have never expected that, and it was just cool to uh, yeah, Judy and Lamb, another Cowboys Broncos. Yeah, um, cool to be there. Obviously, um, horrible circumstances, but glad I got to yeah. be in the stadium for that. No, a meaningful one to to attend, and glad uh, I got to like- hang out with you and and play some Halo and get some played lunch. a little Halo. Oh yeah, it was a great and- time. All right, Will, we're going to get in this, into this on the power rankings. Uh, everyone's ripping me on my best and worst, calling me an old man because I, uh, I I put this clip of Joey Bosa celebrating. Yeah. And I said, whatever the hell Joey Bosa's doing here. Oh. And everyone's like, he's teabagging. It's the Halo teabag. And right. first off, shit brains, I've been playing Halo longer than most of you, okay? Second of all, if that's the Halo teabag, he did it wrong. He looks like a robot, not a teabagger. Will, I need you to look at the clip for me, and I need you to tell me if I'm getting old or if people... Clip. Yeah, what, did did you think he was teabagging? No, not at first. I have to... Um, let me examine it one more time. Yeah. I'll give you a, a clear answer. Is the he holding the... Um, is he holding the, the Spartan rifle with two hands? Is was the that question? What he was doing? But he was just going like this. It looks like he's doing squats, and then he does some push-ups, and then he gets back up and does. Yeah, the, the push-ups kind of threw me off there. 
Yeah. Also, you got to be teabagging over someone, and that's probably taunting, but yeah. you have to accept the 15 yards there. Mm. It's it's like a stupid thing that I'm getting made fun of for, and I do, but I don't like it because... No, because we were literally playing Halo on Saturday. The new exactly. Halo. Exactly. You and I have been playing Halo since like, what, like 2001? Oh, Joseph, out. you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're getting old. I, you did not see teabagging. Come on, man. All right. Anyway, Will, please please look into that for me. We got to address it in the power rank. Yeah, I'll, I'll look over it like this is a Pruder film. Thank you. Uh, that's all I ask. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Subscribe. Follow Will on Twitter at Guillermo Yaves. Good night. Uh, John always ACL. Good luck. Football fans, fans of football, balls of the fans of the foots of the balls. I am sure we all loved an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, by the way. Did you know that? Did you know that? You'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win, and the farther you can run with the legs. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Even in the middle of the night. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. If they score, you score with promo code DNVR. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.